This is ESPN Tucson. 1490 KFFN AM Tucson. KMXC HD4 Tucson. The views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheel buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Good morning, Southern Arizona and the rest of you out there in cyberspace. Welcome to the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM. I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, along with me riding shotgun, Mr. Jim Mooney, Mr. Super Safe Saturday from Frontier Towing. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for listening. That's right. I'm on the radio this Saturday morning. That makes it a super safe Saturday. Nobody, no wrecks are allowed today. Drive safe, move over, slow down, get through the Saturday and the Sunday safe, like you should every day. Making sure we all go home tonight. Text and drive. How about that, Jerry? Don't text and drive. Yeah, I love don't it. Don't text and drive. I love it. Just don't, don't text and drive. I almost got run over again this week with the person texting. I'm the whoa, come on, people. But it's against the law. Hello. Anyway, Very much so. moving right along. Oh my gosh, we've got gas prices are through the roof now. I mean, they're they're like even those. expensive. When you fill up, when you fill up a Honda <laughs> CRV and you go, "Holy crap!" You know you've just paid some money. So we've got a few things that uh, hopefully we, we're going to talk a little bit about tires. We're going to talk about uh, motor vac system, fuel stuff that'll save you money. As far as getting that vehicle back running the way it's supposed to, uh, we've got some information from Mr. Jim Mooney on extreme pressure equipment lube. That, to be honest with you, I'd never heard of it because I just, uh, you know, I use regular old grease. My, most of my equipment is not extreme duty anyway. And on bearings, wheel bearings, bearing uh, minimum tolerances, uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to cover. This well, well, we'll start with this portion of the show is sponsored you by Spectrum Einer Road Auto Collision. Spectrum Einer Road Auto Collision seven four four forty four fifty four. They're located at uh, <laughs> oh, on Einer Road twenty five. Uh, yeah, on West Ina forty four twenty five West Ina. It's too many fours in his numbers and his addresses. Mm-hmm. However. It's kind of easy to remember, but I normally invert two of the numbers in the address. 4425 West Iron Road, anything from paintless dent removers uh, to restoring the headlights, uh, windshield strips, uh, tinting, he does it all. Paint and body. So if you have a collision, go ahead and call Frontier Toe and have it set Frontier Toe in 748-1100. Have him pick the car up. Take it over to Javier and his crew at Spectrum, and they'll take it from there. All they need is a case number that you'll get from the insurance company, and then they'll carry it from there because there's a lot of photos and a lot of stuff being done electronically on for all paint and body shops. All body shops have to go through the jump through all these hoops to get these cars fixed. The initial, uh, this is what I've learned, the initial estimate on these vehicles is only a shot in the wind because you have to there's so many plastic parts and fasteners and stuff that when you crash a car you can't see them 
they'll move around, they'll pop fasteners and break pieces of plastic. So you really have to have a good body shop on your side that knows what they're doing. That would be Spectrum Ina Road Auto Collision, 744-4454. All right, Jimbo, what do you want to talk about, Betty Row? I've, I've oh. got a million things, but let's start with you. How about trailer trailer tires? Remember me telling you about me blowing all, all four trailer tires? And then I checked oh, there, and it was, <laughs> it was completely flat. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And I talk about this all the time on the radio. Trailer tires have a expectancy of about three years' life. Mine looked like new tires from the outside until the, the tread started coming off of them. And that was when I was trying to get ready to go out on a search. And I spotted about 12 inches of rubber on the outside of the rear left, right rear that was coming off. And then I pulled it off, pulled the other one off, took them in, and the other one was coming apart too, the left side. So I took them in, and then I said, oh, well, you know, that's the only way I could block it up, to pull them off and take them into a tire shop. And took them down, and then I got to thinking about it. I've got two brand-new tires. I upgraded them to the top of the line that they have for trailer tires because I'm getting tired of taking that gamble. Um, but what I found out that once you look at it in the sunlight, as I did when I got those two back home and put them on my trailer, and, but before I put them on the trailer, I took a good look on the inside of the treads on the trailer tires on the other two. Lo and behold, then I went to the spare tire. Guess what? I had to replace five tires on that trailer. They were junk. They had expired. The DOT date was almost exactly three years. And I, I'm going, you got to be kidding me. So, and that was unexpected. However, because I was looking at the tires, I didn't see any cracks on the outside. Uh, like you normally pick up, but they were on the inside, and I sure noticed them when it peeled off about about a foot, foot and a half of rubber on the outside of one tire. And that I'm going, wow. So, you know, being in search and rescue, we don't know where we're going from rescue to rescue. We don't know what kind of mileage we're going to be running or anything. I would have never made it if I hadn't have caught that before I left. One tire would have exploded. My inside spare was just flat. And it was also, uh, hadn't been changed since I bought the trailer. And the trailer's a 2012. That'll give you an idea of the age of the uh, DOT on it. And, oh, my gosh. So, you know, people, it happens to me. It happens to me. You know, I know better. I know all better because I'm always talking about it. But sometimes you just got to, okay, and by the way, have you checked your own stuff, your own stuff? On trailer tires, Jim, oh, and by the way, for you classic car spare tires are always low on pressure. That's according to the tire shop. He says, oh, this is not uncommon. Mustang took it in, checked the spare tire when they got through putting tires on the trailer. It was had about 10 pounds in it, took it down. And had it broken apart and fixed, and it's just, you know, you'd be surprised what you don't get into. And be sure and put your jack, your lug wrenches, and everything in all the vehicles. Have a separate setup for everything you move. Horse trailer, put a jack in it, put a, a star wrench in it, and make sure that you've got a star wrench that has a deep socket on it or a deeper instead of little flat ones because they don't fit on the, on the lugs because the lugs keep them pushed out. So make sure that all of your equipment actually works on the vehicle that you have it in, especially that dad burn lug wrench. Uh, classic car guys, check the pressures in those spare tires. With the weather, the cold weather and stuff, the air leaks out of the tires. And so go ahead and check your spare every time you think about it. It doesn't hurt. You've got to, I mean, if you're playing with a classic car, you know what it takes to maintain those things. So just keep a, a spare tire up with all the equipment, the lug wrench, the jack, in order to change this tire when you get out. And when you change it, make sure you torque them back to the specifications that it's supposed to have on them. Uh, 
you know, you got a half inch lug in there that'll go about a, uh, 110 pounds. You got a seven sixteenths lug in there that goes around anywhere from 75 to 85 pounds. So that'll give you a basic start. And then once you put a trailer tire on, after you drive it a while, and I mean a while, like, you know, 10 miles, go ahead, take your star wrench, pull over to the side of the road, take your star wrench and just go around and check all the lugs and make sure everything's nice and snug. That way you don't break the tire off of the wheel because they'll get loose and you'll go down to one lug will be hanging all of a sudden it'll pop and everybody else just follows suit and it gets ugly. All right. All right. Now, what do you want to add on that big guy? Well, um, you're the one that goes out and gets them. Right. Well, I'll start, I'll start at the beginning. A couple by fuel prices, tire prices, according to the tire guys are going to go up at least 15% in the next six months. Well, because of the rising oil prices. So when we're talking about saving your tires, kind of important right now. Because you're, that $200 tire or $100 tire is not going to be 120 So four tires that may have been 400 are now five. That's right. Four tires that were 200 are now going to be 1000 <laughs> That were 800 Now they're 1000 because, you know, you don't just get the tire. You get that extra. They get your extra little tax money in there, too, because because it costs more. Um, the, uh, right. <laughs> which is kind of kind of horrible because you think, you know, you'd like that these things to last as long as you could. And what, like Jerry's saying, you know, you get out there and you check them, and there's, there's um, their tire, trailer tires are kind of funny because you walk by them every day and you don't think about them, and, and then you just, you're like, oh, I'm going to use my trailer a day and jump in it and go. Um, Jerry's talking about the cracks on the tires. Funny story. Um, we had one, it was a trailer. We hadn't used it for like a year and a half. Pull it up because it's a, it's a specialized trailer. So we pull it up, you know, course we're going to do an inspection on it before we take it out the next day. Right. So, um, we, uh, pull it up, check the tires and every single one was cracked on the inside, not the outside. And literally, like three quarters of an inch from the rim, right at the bead, it was split all the way around. They all were. Not at the sun side, on the shaded side, inside, next to the brake drums. Right. No, no explanation of why it happened, other than it, they got hot, you know, during normal usage. So all those tires have to come off and be thrown away, because all those tires are going to fail immediately. You because when you load them, they're, the, the sidewall flexes up and down. Everybody knows sidewall flexes up and down as you drive down the road, and they just they flex a little bit and then they blow out and you're done. So as you, as you um, as been to the been to many the wreck, if you have the tire that that's low on pressure, uh, that has that you didn't check and it fails while rolling down rolling down the freeway. Um, well, it could be many things. It could just it could just separate because the tire today just come apart. You know, the the tread gets the the belt gets gets separated inside. The air gets in between the the, the belt and the tread. The tread blows off, and now you have a like what we call an alligator. You know, looks like a retread laying down the road. Um, yep. Tire blows out. So now the now your rim fall. You know, your wheel falls down, and it has if you're pulling a trailer, especially a big trailer, it has this tendency to pull you that direction. You know, if you're if you're on the driver's side, it has a tendency to pull you, tendency to pull you into the traffic. So on the passenger side, it has a tendency to pull you into the guardrail. Pulls you into the guardrail, um, you get you don't get to get that tire. Now you get two others or one other, depending on how many axles you got. One if you got one, two you get two. It gets you get to hit the guardrail at the same time. If you have a travel trailer, you know, or a small camper, you get to buy the inside floorboard. Because the tire exploded and took out the floorboard and the usually all the wiring that's laying there, all the plywood. If you're if you're lucky like me, I had the one below and it was right underneath the shower. Now you get to buy a shower. I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but that is not a lot of fun to have to replace all the plumbing and all the shower on a, on a travel trailer because I didn't pay attention to the simple. The simple signs that the, t- the tire was telling me, which said, hey, you need to look at me now because if you don't look at me, you're going to look at me later. I will get your attention. 
I'm I'm a I'm an attention hog. I will get your attention. Either pay attention to me now, or or later on, I'll get your I'll really get your attention. <laughs> and they and they love. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe there's a tire thing out there. They love doing it. Because um, I much rather pay after having done this, just like Jerry. I've pulled plenty of trailers in my life, and having them fail, it it becomes real. You know, it's like, hey, dummy. Check the tires before you leave because I don't I, I don't want to get my attention and everybody else's attention while I'm driving down the road, which makes it ten times more difficult because now I'm on the side of the road and with a tire that's blown and now I'm going to find um, if I don't have a spare if I have a spare that I checked that's not cracked you know I can put it on and go hopefully if I haven't hit the guardrail and and, and knocked out my axles. On travel trailers today, it's, we see it frequently, um, springs break, um, spring hangers break. And with collisions, they, they it's almost like a like a giveaway. They, they As soon as you hit a guardrail or, or anything with them, they, it just, they shear right off. I don't know if it's by design because, you know, maybe to re, as a, like a crunch zone from a collision standpoint or if it's just because they're, the trailers are big and the axles are small. But what I can tell you is that when you're driving and you hit something with the trailer tire, the likelihood of you bending the axle or breaking the spring or the spring hanger is really high. So when that tire blows and you hit the guardrail, just sideswiping it, you have a serious problem on top of all the other damage that you get to go with. So checking the tires <laughs> all the time. Cover them up. I think Jerry was telling me he had these covers that had a – didn't you have the covers that, that you put on that – that have the that have the heat um, that have the, the the silver film on them that keeps the the UVs off. I, I think that's what you were telling me. Well, and they uh, you put them over there and it helps keep the keeps the the uh, the, the, the ultraviolet off the tires. It, it yeah, it protects the tires. I even looked into uh, the spray that you can get to put on tire conditioners. And uh, one guy told me the best that he uses on his, he's one of the managers at the tire store, he said is Eagle One Tire Conditioner. Well, I went looking for it yesterday, and I couldn't find Eagle One at two different parts house. Of course, I didn't go to Merle's, and uh, but that'll be my next stop. But I'm going to get this stuff, and I'm going to spray everything I'm down because I've got so many vehicles with big tires, big expensive tires on them, uh, they need to be protected any way I can protect them. I've ordered uh, one, two, three, four, four sets of these covers again because my others are finally wearing out. But on my uh, horse trailer, I'm thinking, I don't use that thing that much. It sets it, you know, it only has sun for a couple of hours, and then it's kind of in the shade, and, you know, but it's three years, and they come apart. And I was told that a trailer tire lasts about three years, and anything you run over three years is a gift, and don't drive far. That's what I was told on these tires. And I'm going, why can't I buy a truck tire? Why can't I buy a truck tire and put it on the trailer? And they said, because you just can't. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just an old common farm boy out of the hills in Carolina, and why can't I? Tell me why I can't buy a truck tire, like a 10-ply truck tire. Now, the tires that I just put on this son of a gun are E-rated. That's that's up there with the 10-ply. It's got four-ply sidewalls in it. So, And they said, yeah, you can run any speed you want to. Here comes another little problem that we kind of forget. Just because you got this diesel that'll pull this travel trailer at 100 miles an hour, it's not pulling it at 100 miles an hour. It's stopping that rig, that entire rig, when you blow a tire or something. What are you going to do? You know, most people, first thing you do is panic and hit the brakes. Wrong. That is the wrong thing to do. You get your foot off the accelerator, let that son of a gun, let the speed come down naturally, because that tire is probably still turning on the back of that. It may be doing damage, but it's still turning, and it's not going to jerk you sideways when you hit your brakes, because you're... Four-wheel disc drums, uh, disc brakes on the front on a vehicle, a tow truck, which most of them have now, is going to stop you faster than the brake system that you have on that um, whatever you're towing. And there lies the problem. You need to slow it down, and you can you can 
have your brakes to slow you down a little bit, but don't lock them down. You lock them down, and that's where you get in trouble. And most people will just panic. Oh, my gosh, I blew a tire. I've got to stop this rig. And so you jump on the brakes, and then all hell breaks loose. So when you're driving and towing, and yes, I've done this, and when you're driving and towing, when you get ready, you blow a tire. Hopefully you never blow a tire. But if you have a misfortune of blowing a tire on a trailer, it depends on which side. And, yes, they will pull you. They'll pull you to the outside of the road, and they will pull you to the inside. It's just like having a, a one-brake system on that particular side, and it just pulls you over. And, but it also starts a sway on that trailer, and that's what you have to manage with the truck, a tow vehicle that you're actually driving. You have to allow for that sway and understand that it will happen if you jump on the brakes and lock them down. If that trailer is going to go crazy behind you because it's only hooked up with on a ball that's sitting on the back of your bumper. Or if you got a fifth wheel, they're a little more stable, but not that much stable. They're a fifth wheel. They just hang on to everything, and then you're alone for the ride if you don't drive realistic. 65 miles an hour is as fast as I drive anything that I'm towing. And I mean, that's a light load. If I've got a tow in a big fifth wheel or something like that, about 61, 62, that's knowing that the tires are good on it. That's knowing that the braking system on the truck is dead, dead perfect. That's knowing that I have set the controller so that the brakes on the trailer come on just a nanosecond before the ones on the truck do. And that keeps the trailer running straight behind. Another thing you can do is reach down and hit your controller that puts a brake tension on the trailer without putting it on the truck. Take your foot off the accelerator of the truck. Use your brakes on the trailer to slow that son of a gun down, the whole, the whole unit. Then you have a fighting chance of not slamming a guardrail or slamming somebody in the next lane. Uh, as soon as you blow a tire like that, reach down and hit your hazardous duty, uh, hazardous uh, lights. And start those things flashing. Let the people behind you know that, hey, there's something going on. They don't know what's going on. They may not have seen the tire blow off. They may not see the rubber coming off the tire. Uh, they may not be even paying attention. They may be texting. Nope. Hopefully they were not. Texting. <laughs> they were texting. So what else, what, else can, what else can they do, do you recommend, it, uh, to keep them safe when they blow a tire, Jim? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try not to do that. Yes. Yeah. Blowing the tire, so, I mean, okay, so if you're pulling a trailer, depends on which tire you blow. Are you, if, you, if you're driving down the road and you blow a front tire or a, a drive tire on your truck, it's gonna have, you're going to have a different reaction than the trailer tire. Um, and blow a front tire, it always wants to pull you into the direction of the flat, so if you blow the right front, it wants to pull you off the side of the road. So if you're driving with one hand on the wheel, that wheel will spin mm-hmm. around and probably, you know, knock you, knock your hand, guaranteed it'll knock your hand off the wheel. Um, I've seen it in big trucks where they'll blow, a guy will blow a front tire and it'll, you know, he's got his hand, got his wrist laying in the steering wheel, in between the steering wheel and the and the ribs. will break his wrist because it's so hard because there's right. so much force. <laughs> so you want to, you don't want to do that. You wanna, kind of keep your hands on the steering wheel. Keep both of them on there, especially when you're towing a truck and a trailer. Because if if you blow a front tire, you, that way you can actually hold it straight and steady and slow down. Um, but uh, you blow a rear tire, and, um, you start to get a fishtail usually. Um, what happens is you start start wobbling. I like Jerry's idea with the uh, pulling pulling the brake controller on and and. Um, you know, you helping it stop you before you just hammer the brakes, which puts you into a bit of a more spin. But that being said, check the brakes to make sure they work before you leave. So when you get That's in, right. I, this sounds crazy, but people drive away, they hook everything up, they drive away, and they check their lights, and maybe the lights are flashing, right? They drive away, but there's no trailer brakes. They, the brakes aren't working maybe the controller's not working maybe the connection isn't bad is bad and a the a trailer sitting out a trailer sitting out for a long time over over time like the tires the cord that you plug into the back of your truck for your lights just lays there there aren't any covers on them or not very often so it just sits there and it corrodes up so the little the little seven pins or six depending on what you use just lay there. 
So it gets corroded, and you plug it in, and maybe it makes a connection, maybe it doesn't. So, you know, if you're, if you're like me, you plug it in, and the lights work, and the brakes don't, because the brake one doesn't make connection, but the lights just barely did. So, um, so you need to check those, check that connection before you put it together. Maybe put it in and out a few times, put some WD-40 or some lube on it, you know, um, that way it helps, helps make the, get the corrosion so you get a real good connection. Check the check, and this is going to sound the weirdest thing on the planet. I I I have one that I can't figure out why it does it, but the most trailers use the the ball. If you have a ball hitch trailer, the ball to the tongue is your ground. So if the right. ball is all rusty or or the or the 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 hitch is rusty, you don't have a ground connection and nothing will work. And, I had one one day, and I just it would not work to save my life. And I put a little jumper wire between the truck and the trailer. Boom, worked like a top. For the life of me, I don't know why. Because I, you know, I took it out, sanded it off, ground it around, did everything, and I, I, it just wouldn't work. I couldn't figure. I just don't know why. It just the, the, it just won't make a good ground connection, because you're relying on it. You know, a, a device that's not designed as like as an electric coupler to be the electric coupler. But it works, you know, if you ninety nine percent of the time it works. But anyways, check your check your connections, your your trailer hitch connections, and as you leave, reach down with the controller and turn it on like Jerry says, and check make with your foot off the brake, on um, on the truck brake and see if the if your if your trailer brakes actually stop you. Because if they don't, you have another problem. And and you're gonna go down the road now just using your your um uh, truck brakes, and right. usually when usually when you're driving, you have more load on the rear than you have on the front. Um, if it's excessive, you have no steering in your front, and you step on the brakes, and the front tires lock up and they skid. And now you have, on top of having very limited steering, you have zero steering because you can turn the wheel, and those things will just go straight down the road. It doesn't care anymore because it's locked up. So now you're trying to stop four axles with one. And that's a, not a good situation, guys. That's really, really not good. So check the couplings, you know, check the electrical couplings, you know. If you have to go in there with a little file or something or a little emery cloth and, and clean up the terminals or, you know, put, I mean, they have little wire brushes you can get in there that you can you can kind of scrub the scrub the connections with. Just enough to get them loosened up to where when you put it together, you get that, you get your connect, brake connections and all your lights work and your brakes work. Once you if that's Absolutely. okay. If that's okay, you know, because it it doesn't always happen. I mean, I've done it a hundred times. You put plug them in and it doesn't work, and you're just like, well, what, you know? And you're sitting there thinking, okay, we're all ready to go. No, we're not ready to go. An hour and a half later, you're still messing around trying to get the lights to work and the trailer brakes to work, and it's like, why is this so friggin' tough this morning? I just needed to go. <laughs> nope, not happening. <laughs> but, uh, when anyway, so when you do the uh... Yeah, on the pigtail, which is what it's called on the uh, connector, that Thank thing you. lays out in the elements. That thing lays out in the elements. And when you, uh, if even a week, you have uh, you have rain, uh, you have uh, everything that affects you. Have spiders. You have little things that crawl up in there for shade or whatever reason they do, but they go in there. I've actually uh, set my trailer out, and then uh, two weeks I drove it, but I've, I've been there and run across a lot of problems. So I look at the inside of the connector that I'm plugging in to the uh, truck, and you'll see a little spider web down our side, or you'll see a little cocoon-type thing in there. And I just I keep WD-40 in my trailer. I go get the WD-40. And probably about once a week, once every two weeks, I'm using WD-40 on that connection because it'll keep it from rusting up and causing a break in the connection for all the pins to work. And if you've got a cocoon or something in there, get your little QT uh, and use a QT, squirt it down with some WD-40, and then wash those, just go inside and hone those little connectors out. Then when you plug it in, you'll be surprised. Oh, my lights are actually running brighter. Good good comment on the ground. That ground is really critical. I have done the same thing that you do, 
And if your lights come on and they're not as bright as what they should be, uh, then you've got a ground issue. So check your ground wire and make sure this is good. If you don't know where the ground wire is on your connector, find it. And you can always run a single wire up through there, and you can tap into the back of the plug, and you can run your, you can add a wire to a wiring loom to get you directly connected to a good solid ground. Because if you don't, uh, if you got, if you have a, if you have a bad ground, you, you just you run into problems. So, all right, did you say, uh, producer, we got a caller? Yes, Hello. you guys got a caller in right now. Okay. Well, let's put them on. Who we got? Uh, you guys got Big Al. Al. You guys got Big All Al. All right. Good morning, Big Good Al. I can't believe you're talking about this. A week ago, Thursday, I hooked my Tahoe up to a trailer I'd never pulled before, never seen before, for the Boy Scouts to go oh, to New Mexico. God. And, uh, you, go you know, I've got a Tahoe. It'll easily pull it. But all the way to Wilcox, well, we first of all, I checked the trailer lights, just like you said. And, Jimmy, everything worked except the left blinker. <laughs> Could, couldn't get it to work. <laughs> Unplugged the ribbon the, the ribbon string from my uh, my vehicle. My left turn works. Plugged it back into the ribbon uh, on my vehicle. doesn't work. Everything else works. So I took it uh, over to a guy that uh, was with the scouts. He looked at it. He said, this whole thing needs to be rewired. But can you go with it as is? And I said, yeah, I'll just turn the left turn signal on and off to signal a left turn, which is what I did. But all the Uh way to Wilcox, this is the, the only reason I called in this morning. All the way to Wilcox, it felt like I was plowing a field all the way down there. Five kids plus me and the trailer. So I thought, you know what? One thing we didn't check. What was it? <laughs> the brakes. Tire pressure. Oh. On those little trailers. Oh, I thought they you said you were pulling a plow. PSI. <laughs> well, that's what it felt like, Jerry. Uh-huh. That old Tahoe 5.3 <laughs> was kind of struggling. So we pulled yeah. off to the gas station and and Wilcox and Chevron, I said, I'm just going to get an air chuck and ch- check these tires. What do you think the pressure was on a 40 to 50 pound uh, trailer tire? Spo- you know, manufacturer suggested 23. 17 PSI. 23 on both of them. 23. Yeah. So we doubled the yeah, pressure, you... and man, it was like skating on glass all the way to uh, into New Mexico. <laughs> first thing I did when I got on the ramp I felt like an increased performance just in my car and I said I texted the uh, person you know ahead of me I said man this is night and day difference so you got to check the light and tire pressure on those trailers because you'd never know man I caught me I wasn't even thinking how was your uh, spare tire in the trailer great question Gerald it was in the front of the trailer, and everything else was packed behind it. Yeah. yeah. So when we got to New Mexico and unloaded everything, I told the scout master, I said, can we put that spare tire in the back on the way home? Because I want to check the pressure on that, because if we have a flat on these tires, I don't want something with uh, 14 pounds, you know, coming home. That's right. And he said, yeah. And so they did. And it, the spare was okay. It was like 35. It was low, but, you know, better than 23. Right. The on- did you look at the DOT little stamp on that tire? Yeah, but Jerry, you remember can you go into that? The- Jimmy, can you go into that? Because I can't. It's the something month, uh, the 55th yeah. month or something. What is? Tell, can you tell us about that again? Because I forgot. And then I'll let you guys go. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the DOT stamp on them is what, Jim? So it's it's the it's the week of the manufacturer and the year. So when you see right. one, four, four the, digits. The, the, it's four digits, and it's in the little oval. And I know that it, it, you think it is, but it's going to be almost always on the inside because that's just the way the tire lays out. Um, so 
inside on the inside the tire, right? Inside the not inside the tire, but on the the tire on the inside of the vehicle. So it'll it's a little oval. It says DOT. It'll have it'll have twenty three seventeen. Let's say, and it'll be the twenty third week of the of the year for two thousand and seventeen. So the twenty third week right. would be like March, something sometime in March. To get the fifty, if you get why don't the 50s, they, it's in, Jimmy? Why don't they just say O two of seventeen, and that would be February of seventeen? Why does it have to be so hard to figure that out? No one knows. I, they told me 50 times. I forgot it every time. I know. Me too. It took me a long time. It took the Michelin rep to to, to figure this out. Um, of course, she was cute, so I really wanted to pay attention to her. Um, the, the reason why is because they built so many tires that if they just did a month, they can't keep the bat, the lots in, in, in check. It's, it's, it's more of an uh, inventory control for them. So at least they can narrow it down to a week in the year for their so if there's an issue with the tire, they know they got a week they can start with and they only have to worry about, you know, seventeen thousand tires, not, you know, two hundred thousand tires. So because, I mean they they're OEMs and, and you know, it's not to say that they're perfect when they build a batch and maybe the batch has, you know, a deficiency in it. So that oh, so the week this week, you know, the 23rd week of 2017 has an issue. Pull all those. Okay, so that's an right. easy that's an easy thing for people to do, especially in an industry you understand what to do um, compared to us who on the you know the the layman who are just like what why 23 how how can there be 23 months you know because I first time I ever saw one I thought how can there be 52 months in the year and then of course then it's like what's well, it's the fifth week of the second month no that doesn't work <laughs> so you know you start you start doing all the things you can figure out cuz you can figure out the day, the year but after that you're you you get lost but when they explained it to me it's it's for it's for um inventory control and batching so they know when they have an issue or somebody has a problem or if they just want to Look up, you know, um, if they're having wear issues. Maybe, you know, like if they when they build a, diff- a tire with a different compound, and the you know they think this compound is going to run better, more fuel efficient, or better mileage, um, and that that didn't, and they know that that group of lots under these week periods is the is the subject group, so they can makes it easier for them. That's all. That's why they do it that way. Well, and the then, other um, thing that you Jerry, can do, especially. Uh, out for your trailer tires and stuff that you're going to be towing. Now, Jim just mentioned that the DOT number could be on the inside. Uh, on my trailer tires, I, I tell I want to see the DOT, and I'm not going to crawl under the tractor, uh, under the trailer to do it. <laughs> Put the DOT side to the outside so I can see it and stay on top of it because I can't remember when I buy these tires. I got too many vehicles, and that <laughs> to me. It'll at least put you on notice, and because the trailer tires, as many trailer tires that I bought, I've yet to go over three years with a set of trailer tires. I lost four one day towing eight miles. They come apart. <laughs> I come into the house and I was running on the casing, inside casing, no tread whatsoever on none of the four, and I'm going. Of course, I was running about fifteen mile an hour. But with the blinkers on, just trying to get back to the house. But thank goodness there wasn't any traffic on the road at that time of the morning anyway. So it was how, on the how, weekend. Jimmy, how does this stuff happen to him? He lost four tires in, in what, 15 miles, you said? And he's lucky. No. It's like he should buy a lot of Six shit. miles. <laughs> six miles. No, that's, that's worse. Uh, <laughs> but it was one of these things to where one tire started coming apart when I got to the park where I was going to go riding. And then I thought, well, if I can just slow it down and limp it in, I should be all right. I can run it on three tires because I got a torsion axle. Even if they go down, they don't go all the way to the to the to the road. And no, it shed the rest of them on the way to the house. And I'm I got out and looked. And I said, well, I still got air in them. I've got no tread on them, but I've got air in them. So let's see how long this case will run. I don't have, but at that point, I had about three miles. Three and a half miles to go. When I got to the, I mean, they just they just come apart. They just kept coming apart. And when I got into the house, all at the same time, I had no time. What kind of a coincidence is that? It's not a coincidence. Three years. 
All of them were bought at the same time in three years. They were not lying when they said those things last about three years. And that about is a questionable thing. So at about 30 months instead of three years, I watch them like a hawk. And uh, But even with that, these these just, I mean, it just it's unfortunate, but, I mean, they just started coming apart. And I'm looking at the trend, and I'm going, this is the reason they actually come apart before you can realize it because, one, I don't know why this tire won't last three years, past three years. So, you know, it's but Mother Nature is pretty funny out there, those UVs. And then, they, but towing a trailer, when you drive a trailer on the road and you've got a road temperature of about, man, 140 to 160, that's hot. If you drive a higher speed on the road, that trailer tire gets even hotter and it builds up a lot of pressure on the inside then it starts shedding rubber if it's an old tire and it's cracked on the sidewalls and cracked inside the treads it will start shedding the rubber on the trailer tires on the truck tires you know i've driven trucks for five years with tires on i didn't have any problem with it and so i thought i'll just buy four brand new truck tires and put on that son of a gun and be done with it nope i don't know what the the I don't know what the problem is. I blew a tire in Phoenix and was at a Walmart store, and I tried to buy a tire. We don't have trailer tires. I said, okay. And I said, just sell me a a truck tire. Uh, Well, we can't do that. We can't put a truck tire on a trailer. What? Guy, I've got to go to Tucson, Arizona. And they said, well, I had to jack that darn trailer up, pull the tire take the tire, throw it in the tow vehicle, drive to Tucson, buy a tire, and drive back to the other side of Phoenix and put it on that trailer and then come back to Tucson because I couldn't buy a truck tire. I couldn't even buy a used one. I I couldn't, I couldn't, they wouldn't do it. And I said, okay, that seemed to be unfair. But, uh, and then when I got to Tucson, I had the pleasure of buying three other tires that went on the trailer. So... Uh, just so uh, not kidding you say, about Jerry, this. you say three years for a trailer tire, yep. but uh, what's the worst case on a vehicle? Let's just say you got good tires, like really good tires, you know, $1,200 for four tires. Uh, can you make uh, it eight years four, if the tread's four. good? Uh, yeah, yeah, if you don't go anywhere. And if they're, <laughs> set in, in a, if they're garaged, if they're garaged, they're garaged. The sidewalls are like 10 ply. Uh, yeah, you can probably do it, but if you don't go any place, you can take these old tires that are got cracks in them and all of this on a regular truck tire, and you can drive those things till they almost come apart, and they will hold air and go. But there's something about the way they manufacture the trailer tires. But the ones that I just purchased, those things are big enough to haul anything. And he said, "Well, you won't have any problems. With this are they going to?" And I asked him, "Are they going to last more than three years?" He said, mm, probably not, unless they're in-house, uh, control temperature, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, well, that's not going to happen, so I guess in three years I'll just go ahead and put it on my calendar. Oh, replace all tires on trailer. And people, a spare tire laying on the front of a trailer, like a travel trailer, where we've got them exposed to the outside elements, and they've never been on the ground. I actually watched one blow up in my parking lot here at the house. It just blew up. I thought somebody had bombed the place. And I went out, and the trailer tires got a hole in the sidewall big enough to put a softball through. And it just blew up. I was also it's gotta, putting air. It's, go ahead. It's got to be the fact I was that put, the inflation pressure is so high on these trailer tires. That's got to be the, the reason that they have a short in life. Because if you're at 45 no. to 50 pounds, which is recommended, it's got to be. Nope, nope. The the different the problem with a tr- a car tire and light truck tire to a trailer tire is application. A car tire and truck tire designed to carry a motor vehicle down the road. It's designed. They're designed to take steering loads and t- acceleration and braking loads. Trailer tires are designed to carry cargo loads. They have stiffer sidewalls. They have different compounds on the rubber to handle um, the weight that you're going to put in the trailer, whereas a truck tire 
has um, has well one fuel economy and longevity, but also um, steering components and and acceleration the deceleration uh, properties figured in. So what happens is like what you were saying, Jerry. You're driving down the road. It's 140 degrees on the on the freeway. The tire pressure builds up. It stretches the 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 rubber on the tire, which is designed to be very stiff to accept the load, and it starts in on an old tire. It causes it causes the stretch that can't go, and it causes a crack, and that's where the failure occurs. As as you're driving in down my road. in my trailer in my horse trailer when I bought the other four tires, I went back and I thought, boy, I better. Let me check your spare tire in this trailer. I mean, it's it looks new. Well, it was new. However, it was down to about 21 pounds, and so I'm sitting there with an air compressor, and I'm pumping this thing up, and I had my arm over it because it was in an awkward position, and I really didn't want to take it out of the holder. So I'm pumping this thing up, and all of a sudden I hear, and I'm going, wow, that's interesting. And under my arm that I had across the tire, there was a looked like a uh, it ripped the the case from the inside out, and it was as big as it looked like somebody put a cantaloupe in there, and it scared me to death because that's a closest I've seen tires blow up when you air them up, but I've never been hanging on to one and it blow up right. I mean, it <laughs> it actually expanded, and as soon as I heard the noise, I got off the air chuck, and I looked at it and I said, "Oh my gosh!" And then I just took the valve stem out. You know, let that thing down because it was just within a probably two pounds of just blowing up right under my arm. That would have been ugly. That would have been really ugly. So, and that tire looked like it was it was brand new when it was originally put in there in 2012. Hello, read the date codes on them and don't assume anything. Those things set out and get hot. They will blow up, and you will hate yourself. Because that's probably the one thing that you can actually control. There's, oh, you're going to run over like a hay hook in the middle of the road like I did on a brand new tire on a diesel, on a dually. And, of course, it was the inside dually that went on it, carrying a cab over camper and pulling four horses in a trailer. That was fun in Casa Grande on the side of the road. <laughs> and uh, so, Did you call Jimmy, you know, these things that Did you call Jimmy? Huh? No, I was bulletproof. I'm, I'm a, I was a lot younger then, and I had enough equipment. I carried enough equipment when I was out there. I carried generators to run electric impacts, okay? <laughs> I was covered. I had hydraulic jacks, bottle jacks to lift the thing up because I knew I was running way over what anything that they put under the hood that you take apart and reassemble for a jack. And so, yeah. But I, I've seen just just about everything, and I know what causes them. Uh, hitting an object in the road is something that you probably can't control, but you can control the cracks in that tire, as in go down, bite the bullet, get you another set of tires, have them balanced, put them on, and then you'll feel comfortable. You need good tires on these vehicles if you go down the road because the damage that they'll do if I'd have blown an outside dually on that truck, it would have taken my fender well out. That is money. That's a lot of money to a have it put back. And, you know, Spectrum would love me for that one. But um, it, it's just things that you have to think in a, ahead of time. Okay, I'm going to go to the lakes. What could possibly happen going to the lakes? Let's start with the vehicle that we're driving in that we have. Has it been recently serviced? Is it going to run from here to the lakes on a tow because you're pulling additional weight um, and additional strain on the powertrain? Uh, are my tires going to stay up when I'm cruising down the road? Are they going to start blowing out? And, you know, sometimes I think it tires, like on a horse trailer, they have a, a sympathy blowout for the other tire. Oh, the other tire blew out. I think I will. Or the tread come off the other tire. I think all of mine will come out. And more, I'm telling you. Well, that's what happened with, that, with those those four tires that you were telling me that you lost within six that's miles. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. They were sympathy. 
they felt sympathy for the other tire, and they thought they didn't want to. They didn't want to have an unbalanced load, so they'll all just come apart, and Jerry can run them on the case. So I'll tell you, I, you know, experience is quite a teacher. It's quite expensive, but quite a teacher. Because once you have them, and I can't believe it, I've actually had these things happen to me twice. And with paying attention, but evidently I wasn't paying close enough attention because, sure, when I got ready to buy tires, it was all of them. You, all the tires had to be purchased. And we pulled them off, and when I, when I actually got them off the trailer and was loading them into the vehicle to take them down to the tire shop, then you get them in direct sunlight, and you go, holy crap. You know, these things may be one more trip to the park, and and that was it. That's all. That was it. And so it, now you're buying four tires, and then you check your spare. It blows up under your arm. Well, that's five tires. I made three trips to the tire shop, and the guy asked me the last time, I said, hey, Jerry, you got any more trailers out there? I said, yeah, and I've already checked them. And no, they're good. So you're just going to have to wait a while. But I was their favorite right, customer I got one more for a question. day and a half. Go ahead. One more question. Uh, when mm-hmm. I came back, uh, I just parked the Tahoe because uh, I had I checked the tire inflation over in New Mexico on on my car, mm-hmm. and uh, it was mm-hmm. good. I came back and uh, I just got an air check over at Discount real quick, and uh, they let a pound of air out of each one of them. There were thirty seven, thirty six. When dropped it down to thirty five. The manufacturer's thirty three, but when it's cold, they recommend two to three more pounds until warms up and the climate changes. <clears throat> but my question is this. I asked the guy, and I, I don't think he was right. I said, when you're pulling a, a trailer, should you have higher inflation on your rear tires or lower inflation? In other words, when you have 35, should you put 37 in them because of the extra load that those rears are are pulling or should you have less inflation he said less inflation is that right no no goodyear out of california i spoke i spoke to one of the guys when i had a 14 ply tire blow up and nobody could explain it when it was less than 100 miles and nobody hit anything on the road it just the tires separated and blew up And so I hung on to that tire, and finally, about six months later, the Goodyear guy was in Tucson, Arizona. I was called by Goodyear in Tucson. I went down and talked to him. And he said, when you're you're hauling heavy loads, you want the cold max at a minimum. Never check a tire for tire pressure after it's been on the road. They always have to be checked cold. So when he let the air down after you drove, how far do you? Uh, I mean, was it was it a long drive to? I, uh, I went to White. Company? I went to White Sands. I went to Carlsbad, Roswell, and then came back. Mm-hmm. But so when you had the tire pressure checked, when you yeah. checked the tire but pressure when you got back, was it hot on was my tire on hot? my car? Uh, no, it was, yep. was it? it wasn't cold, but it wasn't hot. It was three. I ran it three miles, Jerry, just over to the no. tire shop. I, I won't. You can give tire pressure will climb up to seven pounds on the when you're running down the road. That holds a load. If you have an underinflated tire, you've got additional work in the sidewalls. It will actually put more air back into the tire because it's got expansion room in there, and it will cause a blowout because well, I, I, sh- I can't. I can't tell you when it'll cause a blowout, but if you've got a tire that's low and you've got an extra load uh, or tire that's even at what the factory recommends for ultimate riding comfort and you go down the road and that thing is low and then it builds up pressure. It builds up pressure, then it releases pressure when it cools down. And But I would never, no, one pound is not enough to drop it. One pound is not enough to even mess with. Leave it up. I'd rather have it one pound up than one pound low. And that is the guy from California, from Goodyear, explained to me the difference. He said, if you're hauling hay, which I do, 
you're hauling hay and you say you go up a road 65 miles, 70 miles, and then you load 40 bales of hay, which at a 100-pound bale, you've got a little bit of weight on there now. Uh, if the tires look like they're pushing down just a little bit, put about five extra pounds of t- air in that tire, then go on down the road. The tires will hold unless the tire is defective. And so if you got brand new tires, my truck tires, my truck rides like a truck. They hold 80 pounds of air in the back end of that thing, and you can't even cheat because when they go down below about five pounds, a tire pressure monitor comes on, and it will stay on until you, and it will tell you on the instrument cluster, put air in your right rear tire, put air in your left rear tire. You want all your tires running pretty much the same air pressure. That's where you don't just check one tire. Well, the rest of them look just like this one. No, not good enough. Check all the tires and put the air in. If I'm going to be towing the load, I make sure that I'm at max cold pressure on the tire. I don't care what it is on the door panel. I want max cold that the tire is capable of running cold. And that's what I do. And that come from a pretty good source out of Goodyear out of California. So, right, no, so I don't like low air pressure. All right. So um, max cold would be on the tire. You'd see that specs on the mm-hmm. tire itself for max cold. Ab- a- absolutely. It'll tell you what the maximum pressure is. If you're towing like what you went down there, first thing I'd have done is take your tires up to max cold pressure. I don't care what's on the door. Max cold pressure, that's the tire. The door is, uh, when they calculate the uh, tire pressures for the door, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and it's comfort of drive. In other words, if you're going to ride, you don't want to bounce down the road uh, or feel like you uh, you can count the, the gravel in the asphalt as you go down the road, that you want a comfortable ride, and they'll back it down and say, this will give you, and I've read this, this will give you the most optimum performance of this vehicle in comfort and in performance. No, it won't. No, it won't. You, that, I'm, if you take a wheelbarrow and you load it with dirt and the tire is half flat because they normally go about half flat while they're sitting there for a couple of weeks, if if you want that wheelbarrow to roll, don't you add pressure to the tire, and then it's a lot easier to push? That's the same thing on a vehicle. That's the same thing with a trailer. Low pressure wears out a tire on the outside of the tire because the inside is done collapsed and it's not doing anything. Optimum cold pressure, cold max pressure on a tire will still put the entire tread on the ground and give you the best tire wear that you're going to get. That's the reason I drive like a truck. Thanks for your time. I learned something. Every time I call, I learn something. Well, every time well, you, you call, we learn something. It's called the checkup you, you and the have, makeup. Wakes us up, keeps us on our toes. <laughs> big, big Al, you did have a Al. really good point. Hey, uh, I just uh, go I ahead, believe Jim. you're talking about trailer pressures. Uh, today and i had that run in you know like a week ago less than a week ago so i'll talk to you guys later have a good one oh yeah you had a really good point big al um about about your spare on your trailer yeah the trailer so it's inside it was inside all the way to the front and all the scout stuff was packed behind it so there was no way to tell unless you unpack the whole trailer so we you know you unpack the trailer at night you camp and we just put the tire, uh, you know, to the front, you know, put everything in and put the trailer, the trailer tire on the back, which yeah, is always imagine, a good idea to, anyway. Yeah, imagine having to unload your trailer to, fit, to change the tire on the interstate. Right. That's your, right. Your, your point well, of having the fun. tire very accessible is, is a really, really good point that I, we miss. Um, having a spare tire accessible Easily accessible is a really, really good idea, and and you made a perfect point. Oh, we have to unload the entire trailer just so we can check the tire pressure on the spare. Well, let's get it to the back, and that's a really good point. Um, if you have a spare tire that's loose, give make it so you can get to it easily. That's it. So that's a really, have a good, one. really good point. Put all your jacks and your star wrenches and stuff right beside of the tire. 
when you're traveling like that in the trailer, put the jack and the star wrench beside the tire. Because most of your jacks and stuff in these cars like the SUVs, if you have that back end packed on that SUV, you're going to have a pain in the butt when you go in there to get that tire. And then you've got to figure out. And all right, we're out of time for the first hour. Casino Del Sol Studio, the soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson, KFFN Tucson, KWCX Tank of Verde, KMXZ HD4 Tucson.